we unwank to? Well, I think I think we just need to point out to our listener who might have be a bit baffled that the concept of unwanking comes up in this episode with Juliet Mayer. Myers. Myers. Get it right. Oh. Yeah, so the idea that, that there were people who, when you were a teenager, were, were your heart throbs, and then in hindsight, maybe not so much, which as children of the 70s and 80s is pretty, pretty much all of them. I did see somebody the other day go, you can think what you like about Lionel Blair, but the, the guy made it to 92, and there's nothing nasty said about him. Yeah, absolutely. No, he was obviously a legend. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the, the other thing that comes up is the sort of ultimate unwank in the form of Elvis Presley, who we madly objectify in this, um, whilst <laughs> also uh, acknowledging that he, he's a very problematic character in lots of ways. Uh, yeah, so I think, but I think it's the concept of, of unwanking, uh, it's, which is different from rewanking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can unwank and then rewank. Oh, he's been completely exonerated. <laughs> Where's my <me> rabbit? <laughs> uh, what else happens in this episode? Shall oh. I just tell you? Yeah. Oh, oh, the best ever biopic featuring Mir- Miriam Margulies. Oh yeah, I love oh. Juliet Myers. She is so, she is yeah. so, she is such good company. So when you see her on stage or you hear her and everything, she, when you're when you're watching from the stage, she's just the best company. She was the person who when we I did Zoom gigs and most people, you know, most of us were a bit crap on Zoom because there's nothing coming back. And you were just in her living room with her and her dog, and she was such a great act. She's fabulous. Yeah. There is mention also trigger warning of Michael Govin shorts. <laughs> I love the way we have said the W word 45 times, but we now give a warning. Some people may be offended by the idea of Michael. No, we can't. It's really funny, listener. You'll get through it. Um, and yes, we've just recorded a couple of absolutely massive superstars oh, for our We have. Podcast, and we have a, some big treats in store for you in Advent. Leave it there. Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Airly Doors and we are... Opening doors to other dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? It's half of comedy's foremost canine-slash-humine double act, joke writer and storyteller extraordinaire. She's flown in specially from Acapulco for this recording. It's Homer's human, Juliet Mayer! Hello! You have, you've flown in from Acapulco yes. specially. Thank you oh, so much. Tell yes. us about Acapulco. How is it? Oh, it's, well, it's amazing because sometimes in Acapulco it looks remarkably like the Thames. <laughs> Does sometimes, yes. yes. In the photos. <laughs> and I've said to people, how very dare you. Uh, what happened, just to explain the story here, is uh, I couldn't get away. And so I have I pretend I'm in Acapulco. And so I've what? taken photos. It's not yes. true? It's not true. It's they not don't well. have the Acapulco barrier? 
<laughs> but to me, it is true because I can I can escape enough in my brain. Like the amount of times I, I watch the news and then I yeah. think that's it. I'm off to Acapulco, Acapulco and I'll just yeah. go. Um, and I will live my day pretending I'm in Acapulco. <laughs> but I'll walk along the street and there'll be some scaggy old man walking and I'll think, oh, bless him. He's a very noble peasant in Acapulco. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's sold his, his quota of ice creams from his pedal bike for the day and now he's clearing his throat on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's such a really good trick, though, to to sort of look at your world that you live in every day as if you were travelling in it. It's a yeah. really lovely mental trick. I've certainly done that in Newport Indoor Market, for example. Oh, I've just walked back along the North Circular from the garage where I've had to drop my car in. I've got to walk back there later. I shall be on the Acapulco Expressway. Ooh do yeah, and it's lovely yeah. and so you know I mean it's even got to the stage of the other day there were some awful pigeons and I was like just pretend you've never seen pigeons before and they're, they're exotic they're Acapulcan lovebirds <laughs> <laughs> so I would say is that you sound like you're familiar with alternative realities just yeah. every day on on a random Tuesday I you're very already much... toying with alternative realities. I very much am, and I, I don't think it's something that you'll both know, but he was part of my show a few years ago. I also have an imaginary son called Carlitos. So, yes. Oh. yes. Was he conceived in Acapulco? Well, I can't <laughs> remember where his dad was, like a, an Olympic swimmer who got murdered. And yes, the sorry. problem... The problem with well, the problem with Carlitos. I, I mean, he was actually born one day. I, I don't. He was conceived with this woman, but he was born one day. I realise this sounds like I'm quite mad, but <laughs> there was a thing, well. was a thing about ten years ago that everyone posted photos of their children back to school photos, mm. and I wrote. I can't post a photo of my imaginary son, Carlitos, because he's busy outside smoking, even though he's only four. And it sort of got born out of that. And, and also because I once sat next to a baby on a bus that I loved, but he looked like he was wearing a smoking jacket. So, oh, yeah. So <laughs> after that. And, uh, People don't well, give their babies cigars anymore. And I think that's a bad thing. Well, they, do, but they don't give them a light. It's just cruel. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It's just, you know, because it would stop all manner of diseases in later life. Right. Um, right. Because it would stop so, later life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so Carlitos is sort of the anti-child. He's sort of my alter ego, I suppose, because he he's rude. He's, you know, like, he does well, all the rest the of the kids... Thing. Yeah, well, the rest of the kids in kindergarten were doing finger painting. He stole their finger paint so he could get their fingerprints for their iPads and things. He's, he's not a <laughs> nice. nice. smart kid. Yeah. Yeah. Smart kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then I got my dog, and it was now like, wow, I've got a dog that's needy, an imaginary child who's potentially violent. <laughs> oh, you've got your hands full. You've got to keep them separate, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Hands full. Well, the lovely thing about an imaginary child is you can just sort of power them down at, at yes. will. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
I had a very badly behaved imaginary dog as a child. So, I, yeah, yeah, very badly oh, behaved imaginary dog. Yeah. So, and wow. yeah, I love an imaginary friend. For My daughter had an imaginary husband when she was about six. It was Jean Kelly. She loved Jean oh. Kelly so much. And you would, you would, this is so adorable. You would, you would kiss her goodnight and she'd say, night, mummy. Night, Jean. It was so sweet. Wow. That's adorable. It was really adorable. Especially because he was, you know, such a sweet guy. I guess. Yes. She'd seen the movies. and She'd seen Singing in the Rain 450 times by then. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I think what we're taste. saying, which is true, you know, is there is something so to be said for just living in your sort of imagination of what your best life could be. even Especially if at the moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to dream of having petrol. I'm going to have a famous <laughs> life where I have petrol and turkey at Christmas. Sorry, because I think you're vegan, aren't you? But, you know. Um, oh, right. Then I'm going to dream of having turkey for Christmas and yeah. gas to cook it on and and this whole, yes, imaginary life. Yes, mm. slow cook. Maybe we could. Oh, oh, God, you see, now I'm thinking we could have a, the goose cooked in the barbecue. <laughs> Slow cook, slow cook the sprouts because it's October now or nearly yeah, October now. now so bury them in the yeah. ground now and they'll be and something, they'll be, won't they? They'll, they'll be, be done hard. by Christmas Day. Done by Christmas oh. Day uh, to my mother's specification. Uh, so um, <laughs> I think there's another thing that we ought to clear up from our viewers about Homer because Homer's not uh, the sort of dog you leave behind, is he? No, not at all. Um, he's got terrible separation anxiety, oh. um, which I've... I've just learned to live with, you know, when I first got him, so many people said, you can't live like that. And, you know, I was, it's amazing how quickly you get used to a situation that, you know, because Carlitos, my imaginary child can be left. Um, and I, <laughs> dogs, you don't mind leaving but, children alone. <laughs> yes. And um, I, I, within the first kind of, I suppose the first week, I think I did leave him to go and do a gig. And when I came back, he seemed like he'd been fine. No one mentioned that he wasn't. Um, I'd only left him for like an hour. And then the next time I left him, I turned the corner of the street that I live on and I could hear this howling that sounded like Hound of the Baskervilles. Oh, um, but I thought that can't be him. And then when I got inside, I thought, oh, that is him because oh, he's clearly sort of torn up a cushion. Uh, but uh -huh. what happened was then the next day, because I live in London, uh, my neighbours had left a note for me saying he was howling, that's, this is unacceptable. And so I got a dog behaviourist in and everything, but all, all you can really do is incrementally leave them. And Homer was just yeah. determined that he wouldn't get past uh, 15 minutes or something. Yeah. I mean, he can now just about do an hour, but... Because my neighbours were in and they seemed quite vehement about being annoyed about it, even though I'd given them a bottle of wine. So now I've just got used to it. And when I first had dog sitters to come and when I first had this, the dog sitters would come in to the house. And because it was all new, I'd be like, could I see five types of ID yeah. and criminal record and um, everything? And then within about a month of this, I'd be like, They'd go, hello, my name's, and I'd go, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a pass? 
Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been the same with babysitters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know your name. I don't need to. I'm going to the cinema. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, what happens if and I'd be like, doesn't matter, it's fine, bye. <laughs> and, I mean, now he stays, he does have, um, I mean, also, this means I do take him with me everywhere, which I, I began yes, to because like. I've met him at a gig in yes. Bristol. Yes. Yes, exactly. He does gigs with me. I've got mm. material about him and he shakes. He, it's almost like we did a deal of, okay, because I remember thinking, well, can he can he come to gigs? Because he's if he's nervy about being left, but he's not nervy in any other situation. So he shakes hands with the audience. He sits mm -hmm. in the crowd. Um, oh. You know, yeah. he's... He's fine. So, and, and he now does have slightly more regular dog sitters that he goes to that chat to him in Portuguese, actually. Oh. <laughs> is Portuguese. Um, and my dog sitters are Brazilian. So he's bilingual. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. And you just have to teach him Spanish for when he's in Acapulco and exactly. he's away. Exactly. He's away. But does he get confused? Does he find himself barking in different languages and getting it wrong? That could be embarrassing. That can get it wrong. Well, I. I think he's now, I think he's now kind of, his English, I'd like to think he's now so bilingual that he can do it. Good, do good to know. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Good. We should probably get on with the show. Shall we? Yeah. So, lots, <laughs> so uh, lots of the things that come out of the Dominatrix are made from ingredients that come from your own life. And what a life you've had. Our challenge today is to try and keep this podcast to like four hours because there's so much fab <laughs> stuff to talk about. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just before we set off the Dominatrix, we've got one more person we need to put in there. Could you tell us about your neighbour when you were a teenager? Oh, God, yes. Um, I'll just, I don't know if I should change her name. Um, let's, yes, I should. Let's call her Agnes. Um, okay and what happened i guess was uh i don't really know what happened but one day um the first i knew of agnes going slightly off the rails was that she would accuse me of throwing things out of my bedroom window at her and i'd say no i didn't and she'd say yes you did and i'd be i was about 12 and i said to my parents Agnes keeps saying all this horrible stuff. And my parents were like, oh, she's perfectly nice. And, you know, don't throw things at her. And I was like, I haven't. <laughs> and then there was this, and it sort of was like that for a little bit. And then she had her driveway wall painted. And Sorry, uh, I thought you said her driveway wall painted, like she'd painted oh, her driveway no. for yes. wall, but yes, she had the wall right. of her driveway yeah. painted. Wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. The wall of her driveway uh, was painted white. Mm -hmm. And the next day, um, someone had drawn a spurting penis on it. Um, of course they had. That's what you do. I mean, how do yes. you not? Right. Yes. Now, actually, in my embarrassing naivety, I thought at first it was a Mexican hat. <laughs> <laughs> because that's who I was. I wasn't yeah. very, like, you know, like, I knew Lucky it was. You know, I then, because almost within sort of a couple of hours, there was a knock on the door, my parents were out, and the police were there <gasps> saying, 
did you, you our neighbor, your neighbor says you painted this thing on her, I can't remember what, how they phrased it. Um, did you do that? And I said, no, I, no, I didn't. And almost feeling guilty. Yeah. Yes. And, and they said, okay, well, you know, we hope you didn't because, you know, it's an offence and everything. And I was like, I, I didn't. And my parents still didn't stick up for me. Oh. Still said, you know, I'm the very old parents, but they said, no, she's the nicest neighbour we've ever had. And I was like, as, as far <laughs> as you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, the only thing uh, that finally convinced them, because this, I mean, it actually was sort of even a little bit, because uh, at the time my dad was applying for us all to go and live in America and she'd often say to us well you're not gonna live in America because you'll be a felon <laughs> and it's like what's like I'm oh my god yeah, even though it was ridiculous but what actually the only thing that triggered my parents believing me in the end was that I was at school and my mum was alone in the house and, and and Agnes rang her and said are you purposely slamming those doors to annoy me um are you mad and my mum said what you know what are you talking about and then the only way this got resolved thanks parents for being so mature about it was she then it escalated to uh she'd then ring them quite regularly quite late at night accusing them of trying to disturb her and the way my dad dealt with this in the end was rather than answering the phone to her was he would leave the answering machine on and instead of the message being like, hello, you're through to Joe Myers, blah, 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 blah. He'd re-recorded the message to... Very puerile. And we wondered what he'd done because he said, you know, because we were all in the same room and, it, you know, and the phone rang and, and it went, you know, and we waited for it to kick in. And then it was just <laughs> and and he was just so pleased with himself. And then we, we, we didn't hear from her for a few years. And then actually then what happened was because she had absolutely no qualifications and needed to get a job. She was redoing her um, or doing for the first time her maths GCSE. And I'd already done mine because far from being a felon, I was a SWAT. <laughs> and I'd done, I was doing, I was already on my AS level or whatever, my half A level or whatever of maths. And she sort of must have realised that she'd been really nasty to me because mm. something had clearly gone on in her life. But she said, um, oh, we must both be doing the same maths coursework. And it was just nice for... 16 year old me to go no I passed a long time ago <laughs> and she sort of went oh wow yes yes uh, that's good isn't it and I went because I'm 16 and you're she said she was 38 so I said that's 32 and I even said you know that's half if, if you don't know <laughs> <laughs> because that's who I was uh, you know like yeah. Yeah. spurting cock love it yeah <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Well, well, she's got to go in, hasn't she? Yes. You said she's got to go in and I was like, yes. And I was like, no. 
<laughs> she may emerge later in the show. Yeah, she's got to oh, go into the machine. We got stick her in the machine, Louise. Do it. it up and let's see what comes out. Isn't that a salad spinner? No, no, it so, isn't. Before we look through the first door, just to explain the game, the good news is we're going to actually use the power of the dominatrix to allow you to actually walk through one of the doors and live the life you see on the other side. But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. So let's get on with the game. Okay. <laughs> door number one. You are a comedy critic. It's time for revenge. Has this ever happened to you? Um, um, being a comedy critic. No, being oh. criticised by a comedy critic. Oh, being criticised, yes. Oh, yes. Um, oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird because I think a lot of comedians do this. It doesn't mean anything. And then you can quote verbatim, <laughs> verbatim <laughs> what they said. And he goes, I, I don't care what they said, that they said. Um, and, and I had one <laughs> reviewer who said, I was a middle-aged, ageing, vegan hippie or something. And, and, and it was just so, like, middle-aged, ageing, like, and I was the yeah. second youngest person on. And <laughs> I, I feel with comedy reviews, you're never allowed to reply. That's seen as... Yeah. <laughs> Like you're supposed to be talking to Alan Sugar and go, thank you for coming and giving your opinion. Um, yeah. Unknown, faceless person who's just been ageist. Yeah. 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 It's horrible. It, and it's, yeah, there's a, that thing of, there's, I've only been reviewed a couple of times, uh, but there was one that I got was actually a really good review, but it, but it was one of those, you know, there's a famous thing in comedy where you get a, a a three and a half star review or a three star review that reads like a four. Yes. I've had a four star review that reads like a three. <laughs> oh. so it's, like having, it's like having the wrong kind of threesome, you know? Yes. 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 <laughs> it's not the cool kind. That's a real shame. Yeah. That's, yeah. I would just, you know, because the other thing with this about reviews, I often think is someone said the other day, the, the bad reviews, you always say, how dare they, how wrong they are. And and the nice reviews, you keep on your poster for about 30 years. 30 years. You know, yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so just I was, I've, only, I've only been reviewed once and I was really disappointed with it until and I was until Louise looked at it and said, but you did really well. You got three and a half stars and I hadn't noticed the half. And the difference that it made, and now I can read it, I'm really proud of this. Because it's another half a star than I thought. The same words read completely differently in my stupid, messed up head. Yeah. Absolutely. My, my, my three, three star, four star, read like a three yes. star, began with something like middle-aged, middle-class, middle of the road. And I'm like, oh. and I was like, the only, the only, the word mediocre hung in the air. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> really hung oh, in the air. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'd be furious. Uh, Guys, and also, you know. she's definitely upper class and not middle class. <laughs> <laughs> We've really got hardly any land. <laughs> Only think... half of Scotland. But I do think there's a thing about that middle of the road. What was it? Sorry to keep feeding oh, the yes. middle of the road, middle aged. And 
Middle class, but I yeah. Just think middle class. What it is, and, and I really hate this with reviewers, is they're sort of flourishing with their pen because they're all comedy wannabes. And so they've gone, oh, I've thought of another word with middle in. And yes, so yeah. because I also yeah. had once, God, I'm trying to think what it was like. Oh, I can't think what it was. There was a terrible, I did a, um, oh, I did a show about Spartacus and someone wrote, and again, it was quite ageist because it was a student wrote, um, anyone who Caesar, as in Julius, oh. um, will testify that there's not much going on or something. And it felt like, really, well, you've thought of a nice pun or a nasty pun and you're, I hate to break it to you, but this isn't Watergate. Stop yes. feeling that you'll, you know, stop. Yeah, you know, you don't need to you're not you're not the artist. I'm afraid. Exactly. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that the chap in question, I met him while I was cutting out my stars and putting them on my flyers, and he said, oh, "I'm really sorry about saying you were middle of the road in person to me." So that was really nice, and you know, I was like, I think he was just like, I, you know, own bashing out. It was during Edinburgh yeah. and bashing but out a lot. That's a of... really strange thing because yeah. either stand by it, yeah, or or be aware that your words are horrible. Or I mean, I, I suppose you can't name who this person was. Well, I'll tell you on the chat, but I'm not going to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> you should have asked, you should have suggested that he went into the middle of the road and then <laughs> yeah. ran him. I, I have no rancor. For him at all, I hold no <laughs> rancor in my heart. <laughs> we hear you, babe. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, let's go back to the scenario. In this reality, you get to review someone's work. That might be a comedian. It may be someone with a very different job. The dominatrix will give you who she gives you. Okay, so here we go. Let's have a look. Let's charge her up. It's. Oh, it's Scott Bio. Oh, you get to review Scott Bio. Is it Scott Bio or Scott Bayo? I've always said Bio. I think it's Bio. Is it Juliet well, Myers or Juliet Mayers? I know. I've realised I said oh, it wrong at the beginning. Myers, Myers. There actually. you go. I said Mayers at the beginning. <laughs> I think I might even have said Mayers. You said you've said Mayers and you said Scott Bio, and I think you're wrong on both of them. And David Bowie would agree with me. There we go. <laughs> Scott well, Bayo. Oh, so what are you going to revise? Well, it's Italian origin. He, it's bio because he's Italian. Yeah, but, but he's anyway, American. Tell us about your Scott Bio. Bio. Wow. So I'm reviewing him. Yeah. Ooh. What are you going to write? Oh, now this is orcs. Yeah. Because this is very orcs. Because um, I recently Googled him because I wondered what had happened to him, because I loved him so much when he loved Joni and, you know, his yeah. double denim and his little short cut-off yeah. sweatshirt. his beautiful I, eyes, and I yeah. loved him So, too. listener, listener, if you're currently wondering who this is, it's B-A-I-O. Google it now while you're listening. He yeah. was gorgeous. He was gorgeous, and he was in happy days. Was he Was he the Fonz's younger cousin, I think? Yeah. He was. And he yeah. had this lovely little husky voice. He was also yeah. Bugsy Malone, if you've seen Bugsy Malone. Oh. Yes, yes, he was actually, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. And, and um, I think on you, and he just always had. I know this sounds weird, but I love this floppy dark hair, mm -hmm. and this sort of goes along. 
Yeah, and, and this sort of goes along with, I've got this weird thing because obviously my imaginary child is Latino. Of uh, I pretend I'm in Acapulco. Yes. Uh, I like, I have a type. <laughs> and <laughs> I seem to have that type quite early on. Maybe it was dictated by Scott Biohume. Yeah, yeah. he's the happy. archetype. Yes. yes. And he was so smiley and he always looked so carefree. Yeah, um, yes. But am I reviewing? Oh, so God. what would you write in a criticism of him? Well, but see, the thing is, am I reviewing Scott Bio today? Because it's a or, very different picture, isn't it, Scott Bio? Today? Oh, is it? Is oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, yes. don't, don't show and me. That, I don't want to know. Well, and it's well, not even the visuals. It's, it's that he's a Trump supporter, isn't he? I think. Oh, no! I think so. Oh. So this sort of sweet, lovely man, uh, boy... I think, I don't fully know, but I'm sure somewhere along the line someone said, because he sort of hit the headlines for something, I seem to remember, a few years ago. And I think it was that he fully supported Trump, mm. which seems weird because so I sad. always think if you're called Scott Bio, you know, and you sort of go, but, but, but Chachi wouldn't have voted for Trump. No way. <laughs> it was Chachi. You know, yeah. even oh. was one of my favourite words. So I think, and I'm quite pleased that I can say no to this because I'm yeah. so indecisive, this show terrifies me. Because <laughs> 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 um, normally I'm so scared of missing out, I've got terrible FOMO that I feel like I'd say yes to all the doors. But thankfully this one, I think Scott Bio can stay in my memory as the sweet guy. Yes. I've actually, me. I've actually sort of develop the idea of the unwank because of the sort of I feel like I've I may have done some early wanking to the idea of ah, Scott Bio. Yes. And now yes. I would like to have them back, please. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh, yes. you know? Wrong. know. How yes. can I unwank over <laughs> Scott Bio? You know, yes. I hope my mum's not listening to this. I yes. don't know why. Go back in history and give them to someone out of Give them of to Hazard someone else. <laughs> No, that sound. All is forgiven, Eric Estrada. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Was he punch? Yes. Yes. Your yes. type. Yes. And he was in the love boat. You've completely saved that because, of course, again, another Latino. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All this working at how to be a comedian and come up with the best line. And I remembered Eric Estrada. Thank you very oh, much. Amazing. Well, amazing. so we're going to say goodbye, Scott Bio. You can go yes. and be. You, Scott, bye bye. Scott, yeah. bye bye. We can just consign him to the dustbin now. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh I know. Slam the door, charge. baby. Was he Charles in charge? Yes, he was we Charles in charge. And we don't want memory. charge with us. No, no, no. It's so really let's slam the door on. Say that because the other day someone was talking about some sitcom uh, called Who's the Boss? Um, <gasps> and and I was saying, no, it was Charles in Charge, which is another sitcom which was similar. And and everyone went, I've never heard of Charles in Charge. But yes, Charles, he was Charles in Charge and he was lovely then. You yes, know, Tony Danza, <laughs> who was in Who's the Boss, but was a sort of similar uh looking guy italian you know tony danza yeah. was like a yeah that's uh, right anyway bye chachi bye scott bio <laughs> you can jog on Brilliant. hilarious let's move on to the next one. Oh yes 
Sorry, what am I supposed to be doing? Who am I? Who am I? Press the button. Go. I'm looking at pictures of Scott Byron. Shh. Door number two. Right. So you're back on your travels in Chile. Uh, a beg- yeah, and a beggar lady asks you for money. What happens next, Juliet? Oh no. Well, I've lived this. Um, yes. What happens was, you know, I was so happy to be traveling again i'm in latin america one of my favorite places I mean, i'm presuming this is real and not this yes. this isn't an acapulco situation no this is not an acapulco situation this is real and i i can speak spanish relatively well or i used to be able to speak spanish pretty well um and there was a woman with a baby and i'd gone out for a sort of early-ish morning walk in i can't remember what city i was in and she said please 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 uh and I gave her some money and she then sort of did the oh thank you know I mean she really was very dramatic but you know I don't mind that I'd given her money and she was like thank you thank you thank you and I was just about to say that's okay and she grabbed my hand and was saying that she wanted to read my palm to say thank you and I said oh you know there's no need but then I was like all right whatever you know, I thought she might say, you're going to have a lovely day because you're a lovely person. Whereas instead she went, ay, 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 pobre, oh, que mal, que mal. And I said, what? And she said, oh, someone's, someone has um, cursed you. <gasps> and I was about to say, oh, never mind. And, you know, oh, you know I'm used to that, you know, whatever. And she was like, ah, you know, it's really, really bad. And I was like, okay, well, bye then. And she said, oh, I can remove this for you, but it'll be $10 or 50 I can't remember. It was dollars. I just, I just worked out what the curse was. Yeah. It was, it was the critic. <laughs> Yes. Well, it could be. Maybe she cursed you and the curse was that the critic would give you the crappy review. Well, this was the thing, because I said, well, she said there was a curse. And I said, because it it was, because she said dollars rather than whatever the Chilean pesos. And Ah. I said, no. And I was a bit annoyed because it was like, wow, you've now changed to a more stable currency. And and so I said, no. And I was quite annoyed. And so she said, I curse you. I curse you. And so, yes, it could be the comedy critic. I mean, it's one of those things. I feel like everything that goes wrong, I, I, I often think, I wonder if it was that woman. And then I think, well, yeah. you know, I don't know. But just, yes, that woman. And she was sort of quite scary, though, off, you know, because yeah. it sort of felt like. Yeah. Well, it also, well you thought you went into that interaction feeling like you'd done a, you were doing a good thing yeah. and you yeah. came out feeling like you'd done a really bad thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And I can't remember now whether I, because I was annoyed, I don't think I did. I think I've imagined this, but I think I may have said, I curse you too, <laughs> which <laughs> I do feel bad about because, you know, the poor woman was clearly very poor and begging with a baby. And so I hope privileged me didn't go, I curse you too. <laughs> but <laughs> although, to be fair, Neither of those curses was actually a real thing, so it doesn't mean no, nothing. No, I know. It's yeah. one of those things I'm not, I don't really believe in it, but I'm one of those people that does yeah. magpies. <laughs> just in case. Yes, yes. 
So we're going to take you back to that incident. Yes. But this time you've got the foresight because the baby in her arms is actually going to grow up to be someone significant. Oh. And the curse means this baby will come back and find you oh, and no. become your friend. Oh, my friend. Okay, phew. Well, maybe. Maybe it's someone you love and admire. Maybe it's someone you hate. We don't know. We're going to delve into the dominatrix and find out who the baby turns out to be. <gasps> oh, oh, God, shivery. It's, Ag it's Agnes, the cock and maths neighbour. No! Oh, oh, wow, yes. <laughs> what I love about this is she's come back as someone... In your past. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um, yeah. For you. Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. So. So had you had you never cursed the Chilean lady, that yeah. might not have happened 10, 15 years before. Oh, the dominatrix knew. This is scary. This is like. That was quite scary, wasn't it? I hadn't cursed her. 15 years before that, <laughs> I... No, what's happened now is that Ag Agnes, the cock and mouth lady, is is in your life in this dimension. Oh, of course. As yes. your friend. Oh, she's no. only Because she's only 16 years older than you. Right? Oh, of course. Yes. So that yes. actually, although that was a big age gap then, now it's not oh, so weird. Course. So now she could yeah. be in my life. But she might be about to turn mental. Like yeah, she she's, I mean, she must be like, she, what, 46? Yes. <laughs> I'm so lovely. You're so adorable. Yes. So she's now my friend. Wow. Well, she's come back to find you. And I mean, yes. you might think she's your friend or no, she's, but who knows? Oh. Who knows? Would you like Agnes back in your life? Or will you still, Absolutely. yeah. Do you, do you choose to go to this dimension yes. knowing that that baby is going to grow up? Oh, I mean, it's not a big, I mean, it's not a big would, bit of suspense here. No, I, would I mean, say about, I, I'm just, I've got to think I've found a positive. Oh, well um, done. In this scenario, which is that now we know what the curse is, all the other bad stuff that might have been the curse in your past might not have happened in this dimension. Yeah. Oh. oh. Or maybe yes. those were due to other curses. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> everyone hates you. On my own, yes. <laughs> But there may have been one of those oh. things that was in your current life that was done to the curse. Yes. And and hasn't now happened in this dimension. And in fact, you're oh. just really good friends with someone you've known all your life. Oh, I see. Okay. Hmm. This is amazing. Tempting. There's a lot of, of outthinking and logic in this. I like yes. it. Um, yes. I'm still gonna say. No, because I think I, I don't think say I met someone and they were really chatty and really fun. And then they said to me, but do you know what? When I was when I was younger, I I tried to frame a kid with the police and and also yeah. I'd accuse her of throwing things at me. Now, the only thing I feel like because I'm trying to be a mensch here is I think something must have happened. I do know what happened to her. Her husband left her. But that wasn't my bloody fault yes. you know how is that the fault of the kid who lives next door yeah. that her yeah. posh husband left her and she'd never had to do anything before and so I, I understand uh that it was sad for her but 
Yeah. No, I think I think we close that door. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Let's have a peek at the next one. Door number three. Tell us about Hal from the gym. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, God, it was such a shame. Hal was so, you know, I'd, I'd go to the gym and it was so boring and no one ever made eye contact. And then suddenly one day in this gym was Hal. And he had sort of slightly scruffy hair. He didn't have, he didn't even have gym clothes or he did a bit, but they were a bit kind of, actually, they were a little bit Scott Bio-esque, his gym clothes. Oh, no. And and he was fun and he'd just smile and he'd say funny things as he walked by. And I thought, oh, I quite like you. And he quite liked me. And one day, um, he hadn't even, I'd been in the gym a while and he came in and he just said, I can't really, be bothered to do this today let's get out of here let's get a beer and it felt like oh this is naughty of us we're yeah. getting a beer and we we got a beer and it was really good fun and um American which I somehow I don't know why that was attractive but it felt attractive yes exactly and oh, yeah. he, but he was just you know he was fun and and he had sort of slightly unruly curly hair um which I like because Cute. I have and, um, <laughs> and it was great and we snogged Ooh. and, then, and we snogged and, and that was sort of nice but that's all we did really we just snogged and he said well you should he'd said to me do you cook and he was quite judgy when I said no I don't and he said oh, but you know I have a really well stocked kitchen and he did sort of go into this sort of culinary thing quite a lot and he said come over to dinner and he gave me his address and everything so oh, a week later, I went over and his flatmate was there. Uh, I can't remember the name of him. And, and he cool. said, oh, he's going he's to join yeah. us for dinner. And we had dinner. And I thought, that's all right. You know, his flatmate. And he seemed like two very, very, you know, they both seemed very versed in culinary things. And it was a lovely yeah. And I'm loving this. Yes. And so I was like, this is lovely. What, you know, this is great. And then suddenly he disappeared into the kitchen after sort of the main course to look at. I think he said, I'm just going to ask him what he thinks about apple pie, whether the pie is done because he's good at pies or something. And I sat there thinking, you know, I wonder, this is a small flat, you know, I wonder what, will, will we go out for a drink afterwards? Or, you know, this is, oh, it's a bit odd, but whatevs, you know, his, maybe he doesn't want to tell his flatmates uh, to go out or whatever. And so then he came back in without the flatmate and he said, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, that he and I are an item. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and I, you know, how the way he said it, like, of course, you've guessed. Of course, you know. From the and snogging I, and the inviting you back to ours for yeah, dinner. Um, yes. But I... You know, that sort of thing that you go, oh, I, I feel so stupid, yeah. but I also don't understand. So were we, does your flat, flatmate, in inverted commas, know that we snogged? Yeah. Um, or, or does it's such he? a I weird position to put you in. Yeah, 
So yeah. I just had no idea. So he said, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? And I said, yes, just sort of thinking, I don't even know what to say <laughs> yet. Um, except, well, I guess you're not the exciting prospects I thought you were. And then his flatmate came back in and they said, um, so have you ever had a threesome? Like they, <gasps> oh, like, so it was sort of a double whammy if I don't understand, because A, I hadn't realised that whatever he was called was the boyfriend. And then they seemed to think that I also understood that um, that's what it was. You know, I was way yeah. behind them. <laughs> I, was, I was the girl that thought a Mexican hat, well, mm. a spurting pop wasn't And yeah. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I, I don't feel I'm that night, but it was like, what? I, I don't <laughs> see, aside from the fact that your flatmate is immaculately dressed, to stereotype and yeah uh so i said uh no not really i think actually i may have even sort of semi-implied yes you know because it was just utter lies and bluff oh, for me then. Yeah, so yeah. i went yes. oh 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 yeah and um and they said so have you had a threesome do you want a threesome and i sort of fudged the answer and then thought well i don't know what what do we the awkwardness was what do we do now do yeah. we uh, do we have what? the apple pie yeah exactly. <laughs> can i have the pie please just give me all the pie <laughs> and so i wasn't sure whether you know that thing that you sort of go well now we've established that this isn't anything that i want should i just go anyway then buy yeah. or should i and this is who i am as a person be terribly well, has anyone seen any good movies? Yeah. <laughs> People pleasing. Oh. Yes. yes. Because also I felt like I had to go on. I do this quite. I had to go on. There were two. There was the me inside my head who was flicking through the Rolodex for what does one do in this situation? Yeah. What does it say? <laughs> and there's the me that's terribly, you know, uh, could have been a diplomat's wife. I couldn't have been, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Of, um, well, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Lovely weather for the time of year. Yes. And and their answers oh, were then very short. And, you know, clearly they were like, what, what are you doing? And I felt like the silly one because it was like, well, they yeah, were the most. Because you're the one that's supposed to flee, aren't you? Because it's their place. It's what a horrible yeah, yeah. position to put you yeah, in. It was a really awful position. And it was sort of weird because it was like, I didn't know that this is what you were offering. So you seem annoyed that I haven't responded. Um, yes. And like, and well, I didn't. This little thing about like, you've, so you've brought me over here not because you enjoy my company, but because yes, you want to exactly. do your. Sort yeah. of, because I'm your sort of toy for you yes. as a couple to play with. Yes. Well, there was no. that as well. Yes. So I think I was also hiding. It wasn't just, you know, what's the yeah. social etiquette here? It was also <laughs> that of, oh, I thought yeah. that you liked me. but And so it was that, do you like me? But you've also brought me back like a cat bringing in a bird yeah. <laughs> for your, yeah. your boyfriend. Yeah. And, um, does, am I supposed to be flattered because your boyfriend clearly in the kitchen said, yeah, yeah, let's do it, um, yeah. or what? And so I think I just said, oh, you know, anyway, I think I, I, I probably will go. 
and they were like, okay, but you know, and it was sort of that thing of not even if I were them, I'd be like, oh well, so sorry, did we put you in a really weird position? Yes. Yes. Whereas they were almost like, oh, okay, well, well, well get yourself out. out go then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's such bad manners to not be like, yeah. oh, I do apologize. We've obviously not made ourselves clear. I hope you're okay. You know, do you want to stay and have coffee or do you want and you know, or yes. do you want yeah. to get us, us yeah. to call you a taxi? Would oh, be yeah. the well mannered thing to do. Yes, yes. I, I feel I would handle it differently now because I think I would be like, So what's the deal here? Because what so you're by or I think how was by, um, but it was like Oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. then the next time at the gym, I, I think, you know, it was just like, oh, yeah. this is, yeah. I like. I, I'm now worried. I'm now worried for the scenario. What kind of sick yeah. scenario yeah. have you cooked up here, Louise? Dominic is offering us a, a threesome with someone different. No, okay, but if it was Hal and <laughs> Scott Bio, Scott Bio. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, this funny. is lovely in this alternative reality. The gorgeous person from the gym, gym, the gym, <laughs> the gym. <laughs> that's like the gimp gym, yes. <laughs> This is even more niche. The person you've had a lovely snog with invites you over for dinner with him and his dog. And Homer comes too, and the dogs get on great. But how will you get on with the host? Because the host is... It's Elvis Presley. Oh, oh wow. old, presumably and old Shep. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. Now this is gonna be a tricky one then. Okay. Because because well, this is a lovely scenario now. This is a lovely one. Well, because I I often think how the hell am I ever gonna date again? And it's very important that someone has a dog that they love and um that they're a dog lover. And I often think it's very hard to date when people don't understand what a ridiculous life this life on the road yes, uh, yeah, creativity yeah. thing is. Um, this is very... Elvis would get that. Yes. Now, yeah. I ask... <laughs> I know what this question's going to be. <laughs> Which what Elvis? Is? Which Elvis? <laughs> yes. Which is your preferred Elvis? Personally, I think we I all have a preferred Elvis. We all have a preferred Elvis. Yeah. Which Elvis is your preferred Elvis? The lovely young about to go to war Elvis. Who I don't know if he wanted to go to war, but young Elvis. Not yeah. I think most of us would choose young Elvis. Not yeah, I choose. You choose Vegas Burger Elvis. Elvis. I choose no, not full <laughs> Burger Elvis. I choose. I, I choose. Only just slightly overweight, Elvis. Okay. And you anticipate a long future with him, do you? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like Elvis just before he went to the toilet and I'm his wife and I get everything. I'm just an awful person. I I just want to be in the early, when the jumpsuits were still well-fitting, where he didn't look like he'd stuffed a a, a haggis into a jumpsuit. And he looked... And he was just a bit dirty, a little bit grubby looking, Elvis, I like. But you're 
full clean cut. Oh no, clean cut, cut Elvis. Yeah. Hound dog. I mean, I think so, but I mean, it's not just a looks and age thing. It's uh, it's uh, it's weird because Elvis fascinates me, uh, and for a while I was trying to write a a radio play about him and stuff. So, and I was surprised because I thought he was just a a one hundred percent good guy, and then people told me stuff about him, and I realised no, he wasn't. And so I like to think at least earlier Elvis maybe didn't have that stuff going on. Um, oh, but his—it's oh. you and old Shep, and you're in. Are you which room in Graceland? Are you in? Are you oh. in the Jungle Lounge, or are you in the upstairs, where it's still in the 1950s with the blue sofas and the light switches that he's genuinely touched? Oh my God, I love Graceland. Oh wow! See, I love the decor. I love Elvis. You know, he—he. He, Oh, this is tricky because it's the best prospect so far. <laughs> and we're oh. on door number three. Three out of six. Oh, God, this is so annoying because I think this might be the best one, but I'm still a bit wary. Mm. I mean, it's better than... I mean, how long are we going to be with him? It's for eternity, isn't it? So he's... <laughs> no, no. You could use him. You could have a really amazing hot date with him. You could snog his damn face off. You could tell yeah. him not to be such a twat about women and all the other stuff yeah. that he's a twat about. You could yeah. show him the ways of the of a good diet, and and, and he could have been working, you know, almost as long <laughs> as the Rolling Stones. Right? This is such a this is such a women's fantasy. You could change him. You could yes. change him. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you if you love him, him enough, you could help him get. <laughs> therapy so he doesn't you know he's not so worried about his dead twin and all the other stuff yeah. um i may know too much about elvis and <laughs> well this is the problem though isn't it it's so hard because we've all got baggage and because i know his baggage it feels like oh that's quite that's you don't travel light mate um yeah oh but it doesn't have to be a meaningful encounter is what i'm saying it it could yes. just be you know, a really lovely evening with the dogs. Yes. Couldn't it? And then you go, well, that was amazing. And now I have this in my life forever. And I go forth knowing mm. that. It's a great yeah. Edinburgh show as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what it's <laughs> for, isn't it? Yes. I, I feel that this one is, I feel like I'm mad to turn this one down. And yet... And <laughs> it just I love how torn you are uh, because it's got the dogs and he likes Homer but well this comes down to you could be I could say in this scenario I know it's Elvis and I love Elvis and he fascinates me I'd want to know more I've always been fascinated by him but I'm so wary of going out with a lot of comedians because of their ego <laughs> so what if this was an alternative reality where it was the real Elvis and Elvis had made it to yes. share, you know, more than yeah. the planet with you. For So I shared the planet with Elvis for five years for what, yes. you know, so, so if he'd made it to a ripe old age and he was some old geezer you met in the park with your dog and he invited no. you over for an entirely platonic evening with mm -hmm. old Elvis who, who, who lived. I Would that be I'm... better than sexy Elvis? 
who didn't. I don't work. know. No, no, I like sexy Elvis. Yeah. I like <laughs> the idea of this scenario was a hot date. Yes. Yeah. Which the date. which the, the the idea of the of the of the date with Hal was a hot date. You yeah. were misled. Yes. So again, um, there we go. That's another scenario, another way it could be, which is it could be old Elvis thinks he's on a hot date with you and gets a bit handsy, and you have to fend off hot uh, old Elvis. That would be bad. Yeah. Yes, I don't want old Elvis. Um, you want Elvis to die. You want Elvis to continue to die. You don't want I him want, to live on. No. Well, I want young Elvis. <laughs> I feel that this is a good deal. It's, it's such a bizarre conversation. What, what you're suffering from here is I'm wary of what you're offering because I'm wary of phone suppliers offering me what seems like a good deal and then it mm. bites me on the arse six months yeah, later. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, young Elvis can bite me on the arse. Uh, <laughs> um, Maybe if you could bite him back. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. What door is this? Three. This is three. Mm. Oh, lordy. Oh, Choose it or God. lose it. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm suspicious of him and his values. Um, but I think, I know. What does the dog think? <laughs> Homer. 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 I don't know. You can't see Homer. Homer, do you like Elvis? Elvis? Here's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a first. I, I can't believe I, I've had to just remind myself this. I'm not going to be held to the. I'm not going to go. This is a game. <laughs> station and someone's going to go, ma'am, get in the goddamn car. <laughs> um, uh, all right, I'll take it. <gasps> oh. oh, no, don't. Oh, God. Oh. God. <laughs> Are you taking it? If I hit the wild applause button, oh. then you've taken it, yes? Young Elvis. Yes. Young and, Elvis. And, it's, and, and happy Homer. And happy Homer. And we're in Graceland, so we can. Yes, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Let's see this you... is your future. Let's Not see yet. what you could have won. Oh, no. Door number four. They're making a film of your life. Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking about your Elvis now? Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of the one we did with Simone Labie, where she said, no, I'm happy, I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it. And then the next door opened, it was, you have the secret to eternal youth. And she just yes. went, shit. Oh. <laughs> so they're making a film of your life. Who's going to play you, Juliet? Oh, hands down, Miriam Margolis. Mm. Oh yes, uh, cool. and I and I, what I want her to do is because obviously she's much, she's quite a bit older than me, um, and but I think what would be bloody hilarious because I feel that that sort of slight belligerence and ballsiness I have an element of, but I also feel it's been slightly nicey niced out of me. But at the core, there is there was. You know, like with Carlitos, there was Margolis. Um, and <laughs> so I would like her to even play me as a newborn. Um, yes. <laughs> if anyone could. Yes. I would like a baby's body and then immediately Margolis superimposed yes. on my face so that when 
they say, well, oh, congratulations, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Myers, this is your baby. The Margolis character can go, oh, fucking hell, those <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, fuck off. Really? Brilliant. Like, that. And she would give Agnes hell with yes, Tina exactly. Margolis. And she exactly. would have drawn the cock and balls. Yes, she would have. Yes, she would. And, and she would have known what to say to, yes. to Hal and Mrs. Absolutely. Hal, Mr. Hal. I'm so annoyed that I've got Elvis now on a. Well, wait. Know, well, let's see how let's see how it pans that, out because because who knows? Can I just say, and also Margolis, I know that I'm hoping that because she is now eighty or something, that means that I will live to that, so she can also play her own age. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So we've cast you in the film, okay. but we have yet oh. to cast the role of Homer. So in your biopic, Homer is actually the narrator of the story. That is brilliant. And the voice of Homer is going to be played by... Oh dear, it was all going so well. Michael Gove. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, slimy. Oh, well, there you go then. Oh, that could have been Scott Bio if the that Dominatrix had yes. deemed it. Oh, I mean, no, absolutely <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, I've only, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I was going to say that I've met him, but it's irrelevant. We've all met him. We've all seen him. Yeah. Um, oh, what was he like when you met him? Oh, well, I only met him for a split second that he was, um, I'd seen him running in very short shorts. Ew, sorry. And, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that, that was it. That I was like, he was taller than I thought, but his shorts were way shorter. Than oh, no. and, and my nipples have just inverted. Yes. And, and I really scowled at him. Like I, I'm not That's surprised done. they inverted. Like you know, just like. Oh. And I really scowled at him because it was. It was sort of just, it was literally days before Brexit was supposed to happen. <sighs> and I felt like, it took me a while to go, is that Michael Gove? And then I was like, it is. And I really, really scowled at him. And then um, he just carried on walking. Because I did think, should I actually say something? And then you think, oh, I suppose I can't. And the moment's gone. Just shout, and you can't. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's really all you can do. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah, I didn't. I find what he does, what they all do, mm. as well as their cocksure public schoolness, what they do is they fudge the issue. So yes. when there was the thing about uh, uh, that arsehole who drove to Barnard Castle. Uh, yeah, Cummings. Dominic Cummings, whatever he was called. Uh, and then they asked Michael Gove what he thought of it. He does this sort of confusion thing by saying, well, I don't know about driving. And that's like, that's not the yeah. issue you've, yes. you've deflected. And so he, he's a game player. And so mm -hmm. the idea of him voicing um, my, beloved. Beautiful, my beloved Homer, who is, you know, uh, well, I don't want to upset all my recording equipment, but this is how Homer has reacted to that news. <laughs> Unimpressed. Homer. <laughs> Is Do you want Michael Gove? Yeah. Do you want Michael Gove to voice you? Oh, and anyway, Homer's got a Portuguese accent. Exactly. It's yeah. the wrong voice. So It'd be absolutely. Antonia Banderas or something, wouldn't it? Yes. yes. Absolutely, that'd be great. But what a shame because Miriam Margolis, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I can't agree to this scenario, but 
you know, well, on Miriam's behalf, you can't because she shouldn't no, have to work no, with him. No, 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 no. Okay, it's great. Slam it, slam it, baby. Still in the lead. I'm still in the lead. Then you are. You are two doors left. Okay, let's hear the penultimate. Door number five. <laughs> You're in the park, and Homer has done something appalling. Uh, what does Homer do? I can't imagine a dog <laughs> behaving appallingly. That's certainly something that happened on my yeah. walk this morning. No, but that's amazing. I mean, well, when you say he's done something appalling, oh God! I mean, when I mean, he will occasionally. This happened actually recently in the Lake District that he does a poo and while I'm picking up the poo, he goes off and does something. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm I'm stuck. I can't yeah. move. And I've had this a few times that he poos and then he'll go and steal food and I can't Brilliant. get there in time. What genius. Or, yes. Or I mean I mean the other day he um I was in the lakes and I went to pick up his poo and there was a hoodie sort of by the lake with loads of life vests so it hadn't been abandoned and homer went and weed on it um, <laughs> and, brilliant and i was just <laughs> like you know what, but what yes. i've developed is you know at the end of the usual suspects when there's the kaiser soze character i feel like mm. i'm ruining this film for people i haven't but, seen it okay well he 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 I do this walk, I've done this walk several times, but in the film, I'm ruining the film, don't listen if you haven't seen The Unusual Suspects. He, he's playing this meek character with a limp, but actually he's not, he's a nasty guy. Yeah. And so suddenly he's walking, he's walking down the street quite slowly with a limp and then suddenly he loses the limp and speeds up. And I have oh. done that Kaiser Soze walk <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, I mean I also recently did it it was a friend's hen night and it had got to the stage where I was a bit and I had heels on and everyone was just I, I'd had enough and yeah. I felt like I opened the door was open and no one was paying any attention to me and I did an absolute kind of say I hobbled down the street and then I took my heels off and went <laughs> um, but Homer so Yes, he steals food, and we stole, actually, he recently stole from, there was a kid having a football lesson, and Homer just stole his lunch out of his <laughs> <laughs> like The kid didn't notice, the football trainer didn't notice, but Homer isn't, I, I mean, annoyingly, he's not even a quick eater when he steals, because he's got <laughs> some food missing. Like, <laughs> And I couldn't. So he savors it. Yes, and and I couldn't. You know, think I went Homer, and then I realised, oh, he's doing it. So I won't shout Homer because that will draw attention to us. So I just was yeah. then like Homer, come on, and, <laughs> and had to walk away as quickly as possible. And he was just busy, sort of going. Listeners won't be able to see this because it's a hand, it's a mouth action. But he was going, and I was like. <laughs> So slowly food. chewing. Yes. And so Homer is not picnic secure. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. He's stolen. He's stolen so many people's mm. food. And, yeah, and, and normally, 
yeah recently yes yeah. and I normally yes well there you go and I would normally I in the past I have said to people sometimes I'm so sorry can I buy you something new but I sort of couldn't be because it was a kid and I thought <laughs> mum <laughs> kids yeah. don't matter yeah. well I was it was probably just an imaginary kid anyway it was probably Carlito <laughs> and he just he didn't need the food bullying need, Carlito, but I just thought the football coach might turn out grow the mum or dad might be close by um and and I thought actually what will happen is I hoped that it would just wouldn't be there and they wouldn't have any inkling and we left the we just left we just walked straight <laughs> yeah. out of the park um, so brilliant. that's the scenario we're here at the moment is that uh, Homer yeah. is munching on someone's luncheon. But whose mm -hmm. lunch has he stolen? Oh, he's got good taste because he's stolen the lunch of TV food man Jay Rayner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Juliet so, has her head in her hands. <laughs> Remember this, you can't walk through this door, but what, how would you be feeling if you could, you know? Oh, I would, I mean, I would, I just love Jay Rayner. I love, I love that he's, he's also been rude to some Tory MPs and Piers Morgan and stuff. And, and he loves food. And yeah. that's he, so sexy, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And, you know, he's, he's, I mean, God, his mum was Claire Rayner. He's <laughs> he loves food. He'd be great company. Um, be a lovely meat cute, wouldn't it? It would be My a dog lovely get his lunch. And so, I would have loved that. And I would have said, to, and I would have been able to say to him, as I am able to say to a lot of people. But I would have said, "Gosh, I'm so sorry." Um, let Can me, I buy you lunch? Can I buy you lunch? <laughs> I'll buy you lunch and. You know, I'm in every shape, and even if he was angry, I'd go, I get it, it's fine. But, you know, I, oh, no, I wish I'd, ah, <laughs> I'd far rather go for chips and beans at, or, you know, whatever oh. wonderful food with him than Elvis, just because Elvis will be talking about himself. I know, like, I'm pleased to meet Elvis, but, Bollocks! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aww. it's gone. Door is slammed. You can't have it. No. Oh dear. Never mind. <laughs> there is one scenario left, and as we get to this moment in the game, Juliet, I'm gonna offer you the swap. <gasps> oh, Would no, you like no, to no. swap? Dinner with Elvis and Homer and Elvis's dog oh, for chef. whatever is behind door number six. Gosh. But you, you can't know what it is. No. <laughs> this is tricky because, you see, well, <laughs> Jay Rain is gone and Elvis isn't terrible because we can have a nice time in great. You're going to be Elvis Presley. I'm going to be, you know. yeah. Um, so I feel like... This could be worse. This could be. So I'm going to keep Elvis. 
Oh, um, I think. Okay. Oh no, I can see Pauline looking. No, I'm just interested. Things. I know. I, I have no like, idea oh. what's coming. <laughs> oh, don't okay. because if this one's also amazing, um, but I feel like I could end up with something terrific. Um, I, I'm going to stick. Okay. okay, let's see. Door number six. So. You've travelled a lot in your life, Juliet. Chile, India, Acapulco. In this scenario, Essex, you're repeating the experience of travelling to India. Was that a good trip? Um, it was a good and bad trip. Um, <laughs> I love being in India. It's a fascinating place, but mm. um, as with life, sometimes it's nicer to travel alone rather than with the wrong person. I got on my travelling companion's nerves as much as she got on mine, but it was awful because I was watching Toy Story on the way over on the in-flight entertainment and she said, oh, that's typical of comedians. You're perpetual <gasps> children. And I said, no, no, no. You know, it's a beautiful film. It works on so many levels and it's got in jokes with adults. Plus also, what's wrong with being exactly. perpetual I know. Well, exactly. And so it was a sort of strange thing that had never really come up. Judgmental. That, yes. And it felt like, where do you start with this? But also it felt like, what's the deal? It feels like it's more a judgment on me. And she was watching yes. The Pillow Book on her, <laughs> her <laughs> which is a sort of la -di -da. very la-di-da. And I thought it would be funny to diffuse it by saying Pillow Book, but that would send me to sleep. Um, <laughs> trying to be sort of that's typical of comedians looking for a pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said it's just childish. When I said it, it would tell me to sleep, it was childish. And I said, have you even seen the film? And she said, yes, it's a cartoon. It's not a cartoon. It's an animation yeah. or all that. And then we went to India and um, we just, we, we bickered about a lot of, the, I mean, I do a whole show about this, so I don't know where to stop, but. I think the moment for me, the lowest point was I got electrocuted. Ow. I came out the shower and I had a, a wet towel and I put it on a hook, but the hook had a wire sticking out. And, I got out. and so I couldn't let go of the towel for about a minute. And I Oy. wasn't sure if she knew what was happening. I thought she didn't because she was looking at me and I couldn't seem to let go of the, I was like, and I oh, was obviously terrified. And I don't even know if it was a minute, but I couldn't let go of it. And yeah. I then said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I've just been electrocuted. And she said, I know. Didn't you see the wire? Honestly. <gasps> is this you think, ah! Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God. And there were various, you know, there were very, uh, you know, a bit later on in the trip, I was chased by monkeys and I was scared because I thought I might be bitten by them. And she yeah, said, they perhaps you really irritated them. And what did she say? She said, perhaps you really irritated them. Oh, she's a witch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let, let's, I'm replaying this. I'm redoing this. This scenario is going to be different. We're going to have give you a different companion. So you're going to do the lovely trip okay. where with someone who tells Warns you that there's you a wire before you wire yeah yeah and yeah. who and loves you because obviously the monkeys love you that's why they're chasing after you yeah. okay and that person will be oh it's the comedy critic 
because I wanted Jay Rayner, but at least I've got Elvis yeah. rather than this. You did not swap at the end. Thank goodness. I know. No, well, I mean, and also, you, you've you've still got a chance in this dimension to meet Jay Rayner. Yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. With this, I mean, because this comedy critic, um, the irony of this was he'd been so ageist and he was clearly older than me actually when I saw him that is absolutely brilliant so you chose door number three we're going to send you through it to that wonderful dimension for having dinner with Homer and Homer's best new chic dog pal and Elvis Presley and just before you go where can our listener Janice who likes outdoor swimming but hates covering herself in goose fat first find out more about you (laughs) I have to say I'm with Janice well um, (laughs) uh well, you can find me on Insta. You can find me on the socials, um, yes. and you know Myers is M. So it's at Juliet Myers, and Myers is M E Y E R S. Um, and I'm on Insta, uh, which is Jules Y Myers, uh, and I do do a show called "This Flipping Rescue Dog Has Ruined My Life" with Homer. Um, it's wonderful. And- I've seen it. Thank you. Yes, yes, you have. Oh, bless you. Yes, you have. And I do also do a show uh, which is currently called Profound. I'm doing both these shows actually at the Leicester Comedy Festival in February 2022. Yes, uh, yes. And I'm. I also do a show called Profound, which is about my disastrous trip to India with my Ooh. friends. Um, and it's also about it's about finding my Iraqi Jewish grandparents Ooh. who. who lived and died in India. Oh. And you can probably find me sobbing at the end of your street, trying to find a <laughs> somewhere or something. Thank you very much, Juliet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, if you would like to follow us on the socials, you can do that by typing E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter, Early Doors on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, I mean, if you haven't enjoyed yourself, you're an idiot because this is brilliant. And if you like it, please leave us a review, subscribe or tell a friend. Even better, do all three. Right, I'm off through this door to just before my recent Taunton gig, a gig so bad Ricky Gervais joined the Twitter chat about it to close the bar so they're not all quite so pissed by the time I get on stage. And I'm going to go through this door to the Beckenham Arts Lab Free Festival of 1969. The sun machine is coming down and we're going to have a party. See you there, David. Bye. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done, Hame.